Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. All right, everybody. Hello. It is time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio Headquarters here in Hooks at New Hampshire. And uh, I hope you're watching us live on YouTube or Facebook. And if you are, I hope you're following us. If you're listening to us after the fact on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, Google, or wherever else you get your podcast from, please subscribe to us there mm-hmm. so you don't ever miss a thing. Yes, please. I am Pastor Padron. I'm here with my co-hosts, Paul, Pablo Maduro, Pat, Pat Wente, and Pat Wente. Dave. Dave and confused as always mostly confused uh, Mm. producer and tonight we are talking short smokes believe it or not we just lit this up (laughs) i know it's less than three inches but we just lit it up this is the time of year when short cigars become more and more popular because it's winter time here especially here in new england most parts of the country it's it's uh, colder and people are looking for shorter things to smoke People uh, generally don't smoke in their house, so they'll go out in the garage, go out for a walk, go sit out on the porch, and, you know, when it's two degrees outside, you don't want a big Churchill-sized cigar, so people are looking for shorter cigars, and so each year, this is our third time doing this, we've done a show featuring short cigars. In the past, what we've done is we've each picked a short cigar and smoked it so we had four different ones but we were each smoking a different cigar this year we're doing something different we have two short cigars but we're going to each smoke the same cigar at the same time so that we can all talk about what we are experiencing and we are starting with this little short cigar this is the don pepin garcia sparky sparky by my father cigars and it features a nicaraguan corojo oscuro wrapper Nicaraguan binder filler. It's a short Robusto at three inches by 50 ring gauge. Do they even, they really call this a Robusto? They should. <laughs> this is like, it's this like is, a, this is, I don't know what you'd call this. It's like a Isn't a short fingernail. Robusto usually four by 50? <laughs> well, that's like a rough. Well, yeah, this is like a, the same this thing. Is like a, but if, you know, and this cigar robusto. is kind of like made like a firecracker. It's got a closed foot and uh, a wick that comes across the the top of the the cap of the cigar that is tucked down into the wrapper, so it looks like this is a little firecracker. And the idea is to, uh, because of the closed foot, you get a blast mm. of the wrapper leaf, which has a fair amount of spice to it. Ooh, yes. And then once that's gone, it kind of turns into a more me- um, more medium body uh, cigar, I mm-hmm. think anyway. But uh, what are we drinking with this tonight? Uh, Pat made mm. us a. Uh, a little cocktail here. What did you do, Pat? It's a. Um, what did you do? It's a Manhattan. It's basically the one we do at the bar, except we use the 
where we used the 724 house barrel Woodford Reserve, but this one is the Woodford Rye, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. Yes. Straight yeah. from my inventory. There you go. Straight from Paul's vast. So it's just two my, ounces. My vault. <laughs> Paul's vault. Which yeah. is basically just a little cabinet. <laughs> With a lock on it. <laughs> no. So Nicole can't get into it. Oh, no. She can there. get in. Big time. <laughs> so, yeah, Manhattan's essentially just two ounces of whatever bourbon you prefer or mm -hmm. rye. Rye is typically the better use, but you can use, you know, any of them. And then one ounce of sweet vermouth. That's how you pronounce it, right? Vermouth? Yep, vermouth. And then just a couple of dashes. What did you say of... before? Vermouth? I used to say vermouth. Vermouth? Vermouth? Vermouth. And then just you know, a couple of dashes of cherry bitters and boom. Boom. Yeah. Boom, baby. Boom man. Right, man. Here we are. I'm digging that vermouth. That vermouth. Mm. Mm. Very oh. good. Yeah. I'm not much of a Manhattan drinker, but this is really smooth. This is really I feel like nice. every week Paul's like, I'm not much of a tequila drinker, but this I'm is not. great. Well, this is what this is the beauty part of the podcast. I'm not really it's, a it's, mojito it's opening drinker. myself up and all of us to mm -hmm. different things, you know? Where would we be without different experiences, Pat? All right. So before the cigars right. before the cigar is gone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm already taking Paul's, off the first Paul's, band. Paul's already now here's now look. Uh, this is a this is a really good cigar. I, I love the the format. I I love a good short cigar. These the the Sparky here is a great example of a great short cigar. Um, but why double band? It? I know. Yeah. I mean, as soon as you've lit it, two you've minutes already in, you're already taking it off. off the band. Just just leave off the band. <laughs> well, most just of my leave off the band. cigars take I up know, like half the cigar. We anyway. all know Don Pepin Blue. You know, has the original. You know, yep. but come on, this is the, it needs to be an exception. It needs to be an exception. This, this cigar does not need two bands. A three-inch cigar does not need double banded. And nope. There, I said it. I feel better. Yep. Now, uh, Paul, what what what's your first impressions of the uh, cigar? There? Well, I like you mentioned before, Dan, that uh, closed foot. You give that nice big uh, blast of spice, and mm. uh, actually, That's I got I got uh, earth, leather, and cayenne pepper. Cayenne. Cayenne pepper off the first few draws. No, yes. Not all spice or anything. No. Not, not uh, cayenne pepper. Not cayenne pepper, Dave. Cayenne, cayenne pepper. pepper. Okay. Mm. Um, and then you're right. It did settle down a little bit, so a little bit more earthy. I got a little bit more leather notes. Um, a little bit of wood, but the spice. Now it's more of like a uh, black pepper. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, no, I think it's a, a great little short scar. Yeah, full body, without a doubt. Very good. Yeah. What do you think, Pat? Pat? Yeah, so definitely full body right on the light, just because of that wrapper. It had like a red pepper note to it. Red. Had like a nice earthy, woody type note to it. Then after that wrapper kind of infused into the cigar, it got more of a black pepper. The earth is still there, the leather is still there, but then that cedar note kind of is more pronounced on the finish just because you don't have that pepper bomb. Mm -hmm. mm. I'm still getting a fair amount of pepper right yes. now. Yeah. Especially in the retro, retro ale. ale. Yeah. Yep. yep. Very, very nice. Dave, what do you think of this uh, Sparky? Um, oh, um, sorry. I might <laughs> sneeze. Um, I'm getting a lot of, uh, I'm, I'm getting a lot of white and black pepper in the retro hill, definitely. And I'm getting like some baking spice and cedar, some mirth. Some um, mirth, some mirth, earth, like mirth, happiness, mirth, earth, earth, <laughs> some earth. Does that make it better? Earth. Yeah. I'm an elf. <laughs> no. I'm mirthy. 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 No. Mirthy. No. But yes, uh, predominant <laughs> of pepper in the water. <laughs> Retro hail and 
predominant amount of pepper <coughs> in the retro hail, which is absolutely amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yummy, um, yummy, yummy. The leather <coughs> on this is amazing. <coughs> mm-hmm. That's something I love about the, the Don Pepin Blue is that, that real leathery, mm. uh, cedary mix of flavors that you get. This cigar does it in a way that most other cigars just don't. Um, I've always loved this uh, mix. And I think the it rye. Is, it is the same. <clears throat> it is the same blend as the regular Don Pepin Blue. Which Correct. Is format. Yes. The um the rye and the Manhattan is definitely making that leather note more pronounced as well. Mm. Yep. Now we had we had an option to make the straight using the straight wood for reserve or the rye, and because Pat brought to my attention that Manhattans chiefly are you use rye. Mm-hmm. Um, in the recipe, um, although Woodford would would disagree because they they want you to keep using Woodford no matter what Woodford you use. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> but I guess you can use bourbon too. You can use whatever you whatever you like. But um, I do agree. I think the rye is is well. First of all, I think this is a smoother, the smoothest Manhattan I've had. And again, I've I've only had a handful in my life, but this is without a doubt the smoothest one I've had. So basically, what you're saying is, of the three or four Manhattans you've ever had, correct. This is the best. This is yes. This is this is the best. <laughs> but with the now the cigar. It's mm-hmm. it's mel- it's it, it's smoothed the cigar out. It's, mm-hmm. I'm still getting a little bit of the earthy, slight leather notes, but the cedar note is coming through more now with mm-hmm. with the rye. So I think I do. I wasn't getting the cedar right away, but after a few sips of the rye, take a, take a couple of, of draws of the cigar. Absolutely, I'm getting that cedar note now. So I think it's bringing out the natural sweetness or the natural cedar notes of the cigar. I was excited about doing the um, Manhattan tonight. Uh, I thought it would go very, very well with the Sparky. I'm not disappointed at all. I love how the two are played. It's very, very good. Yep. Mm, yep. Very, very good. I think it's now, a great pairing, by the way. Yes. He's, he's on a roll. To, he's on a roll here, folks. He yeah, is bravo, on a roll. Batman. You've been doing a you great are, job. You, 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 you are giving the <clears throat> potion master a run for her money. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I learn everything I know from Kendra, so I can give her the credit. Well, you know, everyone You're needs exploring every, the space. Everyone, everyone needs a mini me. Mm-hmm. Mini me. I'll take so. credit for the mojito, though. <coughs> yes. I'll take full well, credit for that one. Yeah, you should take full credit. That was fantastic. That was that was an amazing, an amazing mojito. I Kale thought so too. Mm-hmm. Now, um, what are what are some of your favorite cigars? Favorite short cigars? Excuse mm. me. Well, <laughs> I was talking to Pat before the show just started, and I said you'd be happy with one of my short cigars that, that I've chosen for this episode. And uh, I had this, I've had this line before, but it's been a while. And I figured I'd revisit it. And yeah. before I, I uh, punched out for the night and came over here, mm-hmm. I decided I was going to have a sh- the short version of this line. Yeah. The Casa Cuba. Oh, yeah. Doble Quattro. Oh, yeah. That's why you were behind me on the highway on the way in. <laughs> was, that, was, that, was that you? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> So actually, I really enjoyed that, and you know, for the first time, in speaking to these Fuente freaks out there who claim that you know <laughs> the, freaks. the the Opus is the uh, second coming of you know Christ and yeah. all that, mm-hmm. um, the third coming. Well, whatever. Mm-hmm. But my point is, I I thought it was a fantastic medium smoke, got a lot of that leather, uh, earthy but caramel sweetness. And I thought it was really an outstanding short cigar. It's a four by fifty-four, um, little chunky goodness. 
is what I would say. I, I and I, I would actually have another one, no problem. So I would say that was it was surprising to me because I've had Casa Cuba before. I've had the Divine Inspiration. I had a few other ones. Yeah. Um, but not any of them have come close in the flavor uh, profiles that I got out of this cigar. I thought so that was funny, really like, good. The Divine Inspiration is what sells to be like an opus. Correct. Like, that's very hard to get. So it's funny that you think that that one's better. I think it is better. I, and it's the first time I've had that size. I've had the, the Cinco. I've had uh, a few of the other ones. The, but the Divine Inspiration is what I tend to smoke because, again, we only get that maybe, what, once or twice a year. What's the size of that again? 4 by 54 4 by 54 yep. Yeah, that's a good. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, again, I was going in and out with customers, so I couldn't tell you the time frame, but I would think that <laughs> probably maybe a good 40 minutes maybe, yeah. 40, 45 minutes with that cigar. But it just it, it the yeah. construction was was on point. The the, the flavor complex is medium smoke and that uh, earthy woody, but that that the caramel sweetness was just really really nice. Yeah, and that cigar is blended to be similar to the original like Cuban cigar. Yeah. That point they was blending. Yep. So, hence the name, obviously. Yep. But so I will definitely be having another one of those. I might have to get a few for the cold winter days with my dog. That was, that was really good. I, and I knew, I, I thought you might be pleasantly surprised with that. I like that. I'll bring my see, uh, see? I'll bring yeah. a, a smile. I'll bring smile. My, my that's smile. That's what we need to do. I have a Casa yeah. Cuba <laughs> ashtray I'll bring in. <laughs> Mention Fuente and he's all smiles. Mm -hmm. there you go. Um, Dave, what about you? What What's uh, one or two of your favorite short cigars? Um, Dog Walker Factory 57. Mm, that's um, fantastic. Supernatural Corona. Oh, Supernatural. Superfly Corona Maduro. Supernatural? Yeah, Supernatural, Superfly, Corona Maduro. Yep. <clears throat> yep. And then there's a uh, the Corona of uh, the uh, Vengeance, which is really good. I got to smoke that today. The Corona of Vengeance Corona size? Yeah. We don't sell that. No. So that's exclusive to you only? Well. Through the rep? It, it was. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to know someone to get it dude? <laughs> no well, no we should, they're available to get i don't see why we shouldn't get them we should order them well you might have to do some uh it's up to sean she has it you might have to do some uh, digging yeah. into that yes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. that went um the number one would be the tatuaje um i forget the name of it but Black the, crack. Corona, the brown label it's like what is it called it begins with c the Petite Coronas, the closed foot. It begins with C. I can't think of the name of it. Go ahead. Cazadoras. Yes. Oh, the Cazadoras. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cazadoras. Those yep, ones yep. are number one. And then shortly behind it is the My Father Le Beijou Petit Robusto. Mm. Black Crack is pretty good, too, though. Tatuaje. Well, Black Crack, yep. but the Veracruz number five. The Veracruz oh, number five. yeah. Tatuaje, the Veracruz number five. Veracruz See, the Havana, five. The, the Havana 6 line does not contain any Lajero except for that particular Batola. Yeah. See, you stole my thunder there. That was, oh, I'm that sorry. Was, that you was going to be my. Okay, that well. was going to be my thing. The the tatuaje. Uh, well, let's go around the humidor. Yeah. Well, in our mind. Uh, you know, and then then there's the, uh, you know, the intrigue, the mm, intemperance intrigue yes. by Roma Craft. Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad you mentioned that. that. A Brazilian Araparaca wrapper, and it's a four by forty six size. Uh, also, by Roma Craft, the uh, Neanderthal. Um, uh, what HOXD? HOXD, also yes. forty-four by forty-six. Yeah, um, that, that's a fantastic. Chrome magnet knuckle dragger. Knuckle dragger. Knuckle dragger. Oh yes. Yep, that's another favorite of mine. Um, 
the charity the and the vir- charity and the yep. virtue. Yeah, both and, of those yep, both charity of those. specifically because we've been ten- we've been out of that for a little bit and then we finally got it back in. Mm-hmm. That seems to be out of the Intemperance Connecticut line, the one that goes quickest. What's the, what's the, what's the small the charity? Uh, no, I mean for the Whiskey Rebellion, the Jefferson or the Hamilton. It's not that. It's not that. Um, it's the Ham. It's the, the, uh, the Hamilton. The Hamilton is the small one, smallest yeah, one, which is yeah. four by forty-six. Yeah, and uh, those are great cigars. You know, for the size. You know, it's it's at a good price point. You know, they're right around six bucks, maybe a little more. You know, um, but they're fantastic cigars. But it, that Tatawahe, you know, um, Havana Six, Veracruz mm, uh, number five, yep, is unbelievable. And it's, I think it's under five bucks. Yep. Yeah, right? it's like four seventy-five. Yep. Right? Four seventy-five. Yeah. Yep. And Unbelievable. It, it is a fantastic twenty-minute cigar. Yep. Honestly, Kurt's new original blend dog walkers are really good too. I've been smoking a bunch of those. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Those. I've are always loved that blend. Even the new one is just that Brazilian Matapina is something else. The new blend has been really, really delicious. People have been loving it. Yeah, and again, I know Kurt has mentioned that as it's because we just released it in the last week in the humidor uh the full line mm-hmm. and he's saying it's like if every day that cigar gets better and better the cigar lines in general get better and better and i think he's 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 hit he's knocked it out of the park with the blending with that you know the nicaraguan fillers now it's just i think it's yeah. going to be a fantastic hit I going into winter the original blend mm-hmm. yeah but this yep. is a whole new level of love. Yep, I it really the is. The tweaking that he did yep. and just, he really turned it what was a really solid, good cigar into a great, great cigar. Great cigar, I agree. I, I, you know, I just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have nothing but good things to say about the old blend, but I have nothing but better things to say about the new blend. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just great. Yep. So if you're thank watching, you, Kurt, Kurt, you know, yep. we're all just very thrilled thank for you. you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's going to totally take off. <clears throat> and um, one of the very cigar- excited. One of the cigars that, that doesn't get the mention, you know, specifically in the wintertime that I think should, and again, I'm not a big smoker of this line however however i did have one not that long ago was the padrone 1926 number 35 oh the 35 and do you know, do you know why it's called the 35 because you can smoke it in 35 minutes because the old man could smoke it in 35 minutes. oh the old man could smoke it in 35 minutes yeah and that's pretty much Boy, it. padrone he smoked it in 35 so, minutes so it yeah 35. which means nick could smoke it in five minutes yeah the old nick <laughs> I smoke this all the time. It's totally in my rotation. I totally recommend it to anybody who comes in the humidor all I the concur. time. I concur. It's right. Very municipal. Very municipal. Smoke it it's, if you got it. Yeah. And if you don't, go get it. <laughs> yep. yep. Now, when do you like to smoke short cigars? Now, this is this is something that comes up every year. Now, Paul, I know from talking to you in the past that winter winter doesn't mean crap to you. Uh, you know, you, you just Gore-Tex yourself up, go out there with a 7x70 cigar, yeah. and walk the dog for eight hours through the through the ice and snow and everything. I have to be and, honest with you. Hmm. This year, for yeah. some reason, hmm. I am trying to avoid the cold weather at all costs. Really? I, I don't, it's not even, we're not even that cold yet. We've only been maybe in the low 30s. Mm-hmm. During the day. At the day, and may, you know, again... But for some reason, I don't know what it is uh, in the last month or so since we've kind of dipped into the 30s <laughs> and maybe 20s at night. 
I just don't Your really want. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I didn't mind it in the past, but this year for some reason I really don't want to be out there all that long. So, for the first time, as far as I can recall, I'm actually getting shorter cigars so that I don't have to be out there for an hour or an hour and a half. You know, my dog is you know a small corgi, and he takes maybe in a half hour to walk, you know, his mile, and then I'm. Um, I don't want to be out there afterwards. Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. it, and maybe maybe when it turns 10 degrees below zero and all that, maybe I'll change my mind. But for some reason, the 30s, just I don't want to be out there. Mm. So this year, I am actually looking for a small cigar, Robusto size, you know, Corona size. Mm. I've, I've actually, you know, purchased a few in the last few days. So I'm planning for that. Like tomorrow's my day off. So I know I'm going to go out with my dog, but I don't want to be out there for an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So I think this year might be the turning point for me. Now, Pat, We've you're new to the show, relatively speaking. New since the last time we've done this episode. Do you ever smoke small cigars, short cigars? And so, by short, I mean shorter than five inches. Like a short story. You know, Dave's idea of a short cigar is anything that's like under seven inches. <laughs> but I'm thinking four inches or less is what I'm calling a short cigar. Yeah, I mean, when I started working, I used to see, like, like you know, like your typical, like, petite Corona is, like, seven bucks. And I'd always be kind of like, you know, why not just spend, like, another dollar and get a Robusto? I think or, that's why people think that way. Or yeah. Toro. But I think yeah. as I've been, I mean, I still don't typically gravitate to them. But, for instance, like, say I'm at Twins and we're closing. I have, like, you know, 45 minutes left. I'm like, you know, why not buy that quickly? And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's because I've always asked consumers what makes them go to that size even though like if they spend a dollar they get double the cigar and just light it up when you get time later or something Mm -hmm. it seems like Mm -hmm. a better bang for your buck but i I do like them i I think that a lot of the smaller size cigars have a lot of a lot more flavor Mm -hmm. so i i haven't had a petite corona that hasn't had like a more fuller bodied experience than whatever core like other core sizes are in the line sure like for instance, like that Tatuaje, like I think that Petit Corona is like a little bit more body than the typical size. Oh, that is is fantastic. Yeah. So and I just now let me ask you another question. It, do you only smoke when you're at work? And and I know you're not always working when you're at work, but <laughs> you know, is Twins the only kind of place where, or do you smoke elsewhere? Do you ever smoke outside at home? Do you go and Say, I'm going to go outside and have a quick one or a long one. Yeah, so, I mean, typically my dad and I on the porch, we have a cigar. And last winter, I I told him, you know, we don't get, like, a smoking room in this place. I'm not smoking here during the winter because I can't do it. It's freezing. But so I I typically do have one at home every now and then. But, you know, I go to Twins and I do homework, and that's typically where I do it. Do you have a garage? Yeah, but it's if we smoked in there, it would go up to the living room. It would be. Yeah. Oh, so your living room's above the garage. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Mom doesn't like that. No. Okay. No, I don't blame no. him. So yeah, I mean, it's I smoke at home too, but you know, if if I smoke at home, I in the past I haven't. But it's outside. Yeah, I haven't dictated what cigar I have based on the weather. I just smoke whatever I want. That's why we see him every day. Yeah. Whether he's on or not. So typically, if I get a Petit Corona, it's because I actually want that cigar, not just because I have to have that size or whatever. Like the new, like, you know, Kurt's new Dog Walker. Mm-hmm. Even if I have two hours to smoke, I'll buy one and smoke it just because I 
enjoy, I, I think you that enjoy it. You there's enjoy more the body sex. than you know the the Toro, for instance. Well, that brings up that brings up a, an interesting point. You know, this is the time of year where you do see a huge uptick in sales of shorter Vitolas, mm -hmm. and yet, you know, what I'm hearing from from all of us here is that those Corona sides or or shorter shorter cigars do tend to have a little bit more flavor and a little bit more body than the sizes that are typically gone for. Yeah. Um, you know, why do you think it is that people wait until it's cold but don't enjoy those same things in the summertime? I just think it goes back to the price tag. I mean, a, a Tatuaje, Cora, whatever it is. I forget the name of it. <laughs> I need mm -hmm. to staple that in, but... I think it's like six seventy five, but then you know, like the Corona size is probably, you know, just about or under eight. So if you just spend an extra one or two dollars, you get three times the tobacco for it. So I think people just kind of gauge it like that. Plus, most of the time, when someone goes into Twins and they smoke, they have more than you know thirty minutes. I would hope, and you know, I just think they, it, it it's a longer experience. It's not just a quick little smoke. I think people's uh, idea of experience, specifically in the summertime, is how much time they're going to spend out outdoors yeah. or wherever they are. And they want a cigar. They're going to smoke one cigar on that experience. They want a cigar that's going to be able to last hour and a half, two hours. So they're going to go yeah. for the Toro, the Gordo, the Churchill um, versus something like a Corona or a Busto or mm. a Petit Corona. Um, so I think in... in maybe in other parts of the country they might think differently but in new england because we only have a short summer anyways they're trying to get outside as much as they can yeah. so i think their experience with a cigar is going to be a much longer uh or a longer experience so they want a cigar that's going to keep up with that mm -hmm. but with that being said though like for instance if you compare the firecracker to a petite corona i would choose a petite corona and i feel like it's just that size like it has to be you know, four inches and you know, the gauge, gauge be like 40, 43 or yeah, whatever. So yeah. it, it's like I get them literally for the Vitola, not necessarily for the time. Because, I mean, the firecracker is good, but I'd, if if this was a Corona, I, I'd feel like, you know, a Petit Corona, I'd probably enjoy it a bit more. It's just my bias towards it. Well, but I love the form factor of Petit Corona. Mm. Mm. See, I'm, I'm one of these guys, kind of like you, um, Pat. I had to think about your name for a minute. Um, okay. <laughs> got a smile out of you. Got a smile out of you. Um, I can't smoke when it's cold or or when I'm cold. You know, I, I joke, you know, if I can't feel my toes, I can't enjoy the cigar. And uh, so, you know, I'm fortunate in that I have a smoking room in the house. And um, so I've... I, I, Weather does not dictate the size of the cigar that I'm smoking. Uh, but I really do enjoy these short Fatola cigars. I used to, um, when, I was, when, I, when I was a consumer, getting those larger Vitola cigars, the Toros, the Gordos, the Diggers, was my thing because it seemed to be like bang for buck, basically. But as I, you know got back into the business and started working, you know, at, at shops again, I started realizing how much more uh, complex and, and how, how much, how much more enjoyment I got out of 
small Avatola cigars. And, and I, I, you've said it a couple of times, and I totally agree with you. A lot of times, I feel like those shorter Vitolas that people don't normally go for are the best sizes of those blends. Yeah, I like to explain it to my, my customers. Like, if you like a cigar, you should honestly try um, a small Vitola of it just because you're generally what you're getting is the wrapper. And so if you decrease the size, you get more wrapper. Right. You know, so I tend to push Coronas and Lanceros, uh, Vitolas they like onto them. And also, you I mean, know. Coronas and Lanceros are two of the hardest cigars to make. So mm -hmm. I think when companies try to introduce that Vitola to their line, it kind of makes them think and attacks them with, you know, making the blend be up to the standard. Like, for instance, like the Undercrown Corona is a perfect mm -hmm. example. Like, they use double Ajero in there. And, you know, most petite coronas that i smoke personally are the only sizes in that line that usually have closed foots you know like for instance a firecracker closed foot the tattoo white mm. petite corona is closed foot like i think it makes the the company do as much as they can to get as much flavor and experience out of that smoke to compensate for the size that it is you know what i mean so i think some of the best cigars i've had have been either coronas or petite coronas like hands down even like in the opus line like the number five little petite corona one of my favorite ones another one we didn't even mention was the uh the aladino vintage rothschild yeah you know, that is yep. a fantastic totally. um fantastic patola and cigar yo not to mention their elegantes oh the yeah but that's not short at all well not the elegantes the uh the um that's seven inches long well, no this is what the, i mean dave's idea of short is <clears throat> long Hmm. Speaking of short, I'm getting to the point where this is going to burn my fingers. Oh. <laughs> well, it's well, good what's, outside. what's what's our um, um, verdict here on the uh, Don Pepin Sparky? Is it it was very municipal. Thank you. That was awesome, Dave. It was good. Um, yeah, no, I think it's been a, a, a great, I would say, what are we, 30 minutes into this now? Yeah. All right, so a good thir 20 to 30 minute smoke, uh, nice leather, earthy. Um, cedar with the uh, Manhattan. I got a lot of that that, that cedar notes. Um, great blast of that cayenne pepper right from the beginning for the closed foot. Um, so if you like a nice cedar, cedar backbone, leather, earthy, uh, spicy cigar, full body, 20, 30 minutes, this is definitely going to fit your bill. Yeah, I concur with Paul. I mean, if you have a, a cigar this size, it kind of has to – it can't take time to heat up because then the cigar has gone. So it, right off the bat <laughs> – You went good. Woo! Right off the bat, nice spice. And if you're smoking outside, I think that that pepper kind of helps you because, you know, your taste mm -hmm. oh, yeah. outside kind of gets diminished. So It warms you up too, man. Yeah, I think it, it's definitely a nice quick mm -hmm. outside on the porch yep. for the winter smoke. So. Oh, yeah. Dave? Um, I concur. I concur. I just agree with everything everybody has said. <laughs> no, and I'd either. like to say hi to my mom. Who's <laughs> I like the, uh, the, the. I'm getting. I'm still. I was getting a lot of like white and black pepper at the beginning. It's, I think the drink toned it down a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, smoothed it out. Still very enjoyable. Um, but the uh, yeah, the predominant flavors of like you know cedar, baking spice, and uh, um, with some earth. Baking you know? spice. Yeah, baking spice. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're rubbing off on him. That's not good. You're getting smarter. <laughs> well, I mean, 
the leather notes and wood notes have picked up on this as it's gotten toward the end. It's gotten much less peppery, um, but it's been a great cigar. I, I'm really actually surprised it lasted 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, that may be because we're talking. We're, that's we're why. Talking. Yeah. If you take out the talking, this is definitely a 20, 20 minute cigar. smoke. That's all there is. But we're about to burn our hands. So yep. one last puff. And there we go. Mm. But going off the previous point, though, do you think that that Vitola is better than the rest of the line? Or do you think there's a different size? And Well, I think in terms of the flavors that you're getting, it's more amped up in that that uh, leather pepper notes. Um, specifically, I like I've smoked the the blues before many times. The Generoso is my favorite size. That's more like a Toro, like a Toro Gordo type. But so that's generally in in Paul's wheelhouse what I would normally smoke for a size. But in that size, I'm not getting the uh, the the flavor profiles as as intense as with this. So this is definitely a more amped up version. Okay. Now we're going to light up our second short cigar of the night. That is the Oliva Serie V Milanio Edition Limitada 4x60. This is basically a box press nub. And very interestingly, they released it. They, they released it. They released a round version of this, an unbox pressed uh thing outside the american market every yes. other country on the planet got it except the u.s we got this box press thing which you know because we're frankly snubbed. matches the rest of what it is uh i'm not sure that uh it's gonna make much of a difference or whatever but um let's uh light up and find out what's going on and let's see do the nice soft soft flame toast of the cigar here. Very good. Paul, you're already going. What what's your first impressions? Oof. Well, oof. Mm. Well, I smoke these all the time. Mm, nice. They're totally in my rotation. It was very municipal. Thanks, yeah. Nick. Um spicy it's transcendent. Sweet. Spicy sweetness right off the bat. Um nice little uh, cedar notes, earth. Mm. Yep. Cedar, earth. Yeah. I'm going to say it again, baking spice. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to the point, though, is like right off the bat, you're getting a lot of flavor. Like, it's like to Paul's mm. point, very sweet, some nice spice on the retro, good cedar notes. I would say the mm. sweetness is definitely. Yeah, it's there. The sweetness is big time. My experience. Sweetness is there big time. A big time. Yeah. Like, I, I almost feel like I'm smoking the. Maduro Figurado right now, like it has like that really nice sweetness to it. Yeah. Retro so, Hill. What kind very of sweetness? Smooth. How would you describe the sweetness? Kind of like a seventy percent dark chocolate cocoa bar. Seventy percent dark yeah. chocolate cocoa bar kind of sweetness. Yeah. Mm. Paul doesn't mm. agree. To me, he's to thinking me, more of a sixty-five. To me, it's more. <laughs> it's it. Again, I don't know if this has anything to do with maybe the, any residual I have from the like a citrus the, sweet, the, the not citrus. No, but it's like it's a little tangy? bit tangy. No, it it's it's more of I don't want to I I don't want to really use this word, but maybe a little bit of a of a slight confectionery sugar type of sweetness. Mm. Uh, again, again, I I don't know if this if because I still had a little bit of residual of the Manhattan. So let me calm it down a little bit and now come before, back to it before we go on. Here is another short 
cigar with a double band. Here we go. So, yeah, which I already took the first one. Which but, we already took the first one. I but mean, the good again, thing is, look, you can move it. You can move it. Now, you do have about <laughs> half an inch more room on this <laughs> so, one than you do on the other yeah. one. But again, the double band on a four-inch cigar, I, I'm not sure I'm with that. I don't know. Again, it matches the, the mm. Oliva V yeah. Melanio. Correct. Uh, Wait, the way they band the cigars. I mean, they already have the band, so why not, right? I guess. Just says Melanio on it, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, there you go. Now, mm. I have to say, this cigar is going great with the Manhattan, too. And um, before I go into anything else, um, I want to say happy 30th to yeah. Kelly. Hello. Who is watching tonight? Happy birthday! Happy thirtieth, there, Kelly. She's Thirty years old today. Cheers, thirty. To Cheers to Kelly. There we go. Yep, there we go. Uh, her afterlife episode is doing quite well. We're very pleased with all that. Mm -hmm. And um, this happens to be her go-to drink. And mm. um, we were kind of hoping she would be here tonight, but uh, nope, she's not. But happy birthday to you and everything. Nonetheless, and thank you. Uh, the 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 pairing though is going fantastic with yes. this. I think it is going better with this than with the the Sparky. It's bringing mm. out a lot more of the sweetness from the cigar. Mm -hmm. That cedar sweetness. I don't. I, I don't necessarily want to say it's a. Uh, I was saying maybe a little bit more of a sugar sweetness in the beginning, but mm -hmm. maybe that. Uh, it's calmed down a little bit, so I'm going to say cedar sweetness, nice, uh, mm -hmm. earthy, uh, spicy um, wood notes, but super smooth. So I'm changing Ooh, it to smooth, kind of like smooth. a salty sweetness. A salty, salty, salty. Isn't, salty. That, isn't that like a contradiction in terms? Mm. It is. It's sweet or salty, not sweet and salty. It's like the, on like the palate has like the sweetness, mm. but then when you retro, it brings out like the saltiness. It's like umami. I mean, the savory. double savory. The uh, Oliva Series V, like <laughs> um, double Toro, is yeah. To me, I haven't heard that salty. word in a while. Umami. 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 It's a good one. Uh, yep. I really am enjoying this. It's very, very good. I, you know, I love the uh, Milanio series. It's a oh, yeah. it's it's a fantastic blend. Great cigars. Um, I was curious about the whole four by sixty thing. People love the the nub. The nub cigar is a, a series that the Oliva Company makes, um, and uh, uh, people have been wanting to see uh, this cigar come out. They've been waiting for a long time. We've had people asking for it, and uh, I'm normally not a sixty ring gauge guy, but the box press sixty seems to make a, a difference as far as my being able to really enjoy it. For instance, mm -hmm. one of my favorite, <coughs> all-time favorite cigars is the Padron 1926 number 48, yes. which is also a box-pressed 60. 60. Yes. And that cigar is just the bomb. It's incredible. I love that cigar. My favorite Milanio is the Double Toro box-pressed, mm -hmm. which is mm. 60. And the in the nub world... The Cameroon uh, box pressed is another favorite of mine. And again, we were out of that, mm -hmm. so hopefully we'll get some more in after the first of the year. Yeah. But 
uh, we had some friends from 603 that came in today, mm -hmm. and they are big fans of that Cameroon uh, mm. size and this cigar as well. So Very good. they mm. are on par with what we're doing tonight. Very good. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, one of the things that I hear people do is instead of buying the short cigar because of the whole money thing, what they do is they buy the big cigar and then they cut it in half. <laughs> so they have two short cigars. Sticky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. So yeah. that yes. they can smoke it and then smoke it again. Have any of you ever done that? Nope. Have any no. of you ever bought a cigar and then cut it in half or broke it in half? No. Nope. Never. 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 Unless no. it's a uh, Toscano. Unless it's a Toscano. Yeah, yeah. Well, which right. is designed. Which to, is designed to. Designed to do. But that. no. Toscanos are designed to do I'm that. not going to take a double digger. You've never done that, Pat? You've never taken one of your... Um, yeah, opus, opus, and, and, cut it and, in and half. just cut it in half and said, oh, "I'll have some for lunch and some for dinner." You've never done that, <laughs> not once, not once. Has, has it ever crossed your mind? No, no. Dave, have you ever done that? Uh, -uh. nope. No uh -uh. way, no how. Nope, nope, nada. Uh, uh, nada. I, I will confess, I did do it once. Really? Mm -hmm. Did you do the double digger? I did a double digger. And here's the re the reason is so it really just made a digger. I had uh, yes exactly <laughs> just a single dig. I had a uh, a friend of mine uh, that I was meeting, and he really wanted a cigar with me, mm. and I only had one, the the digger. So I so which cut half it, did you give I him? I cut it in half. I gave him <laughs> I gave him the top half. My bottom half just kind of. <laughs> unraveled and fell apart and i said to myself this is why you just don't do this crap yeah and I, i'll i'll never do it again i've heard um you know of customers who do that on a regular basis they think it's great they mm -hmm. pay 11 bucks for the digger and then they get two great cigars for 550 i don't know how they do it and keep it together i i they obviously do they obviously enjoy it but but I I have not been able to figure out how that works. So, there you go. I'll never do it again. Now, what do you do when you have a cigar that you're enjoying? All cigars get short, right? Doesn't matter you know how long it is; they all eventually get short, and sometimes. Kind of like the the um, there's exceptions like the uh, Sparky there, which is almost too short. As soon as you light it up, your hands are already getting hot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as soon as you take off the the first band there, what do you do with a cigar that you are still enjoying and want to continue enjoying, but it is too short to hold in your hand? Well, you know what Comfort. we do. We we if it's good. It is then called pipe worthy, and we put it in our pipes and we smoke it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll get a a uh, non wood toothpick. So a plastic. Well, I don't know if it's plastic. It's whatever. It's whatever it's made of. Maybe it is plastic. I don't know. Mm. But anyway, I'll get a something that won't burn, 
or yeah. at least not burn as much and yeah. <laughs> pierce it so that I can at least nub that cigar. Like with a toothpick or something? Correct, toothpick. Do you then smoke the toothpick? Uh, no, you, I don't, I don't you, go that far. You don't, you don't pull a stew porter? And no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. No. <laughs> no. I'm not I'm not pulling a stewie. <laughs> uh, I love that. That was awesome. Yeah, I love the cigar. Yeah. No. It got short, so I put a toothpick on it. I smoked yep. all the way down the toothpick. Then I smoked the toothpick. As a matter of <laughs> As a matter of fact though, this might be a good opportunity to bring up the fact that at least here maybe you you probably have some here in Hooksedot, maybe you don't. The I don't know. those custom made uh Oh yeah, those uh, uh, cigar cigar uh, the numbers. roach clips, yeah, the little the little roach, roach clips, clips that yep. uh, that a customer of ours, his brother I think, made, mm -hmm. uh, and it was custom made with the uh, twins logo on it. Yeah, and it is being sold at both. Is it, do you sell them here? Do you, I don't. No. Have you don't have them here, the so store. they're sold at London Dairy. I think they're only like seventeen bucks. Mm. But uh, if folks, if you are looking to continue your cigar experience but do not want to burn your hands we do sell <laughs> this wonderful if you want to burn custom your hands made just go ahead but with I a mean... beautiful with a wood handle and a mm -hmm. nice little little pick that can can pierce your cigar mm -hmm. and then help you to enjoy <laughs> that cigar right to the nub mm. so that's certainly one way you can do it without having to smoke a toothpick or put it in a pipe if you're not a pipe yep. person yep mm -hmm. so Maddie is listening, and he's calling you now, Disco Dave. Disco Dave. Because of your keyboard. Because of my keyboard. And, yeah, we just need a little disco ball right above here and throw the light around. Davey Terrio? Dave you want to start calling you Davey Terrio? Disco Dave. Have it on the back of my jacket. <laughs> Dave. Staying, Staying alive. That's awesome. Oh, that's not good at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, uh, now that we're about an inch into cigar, are you getting anything else out of it, or is it staying the same? Mm, I'm actually getting some caramel flavors out of it. <laughs> getting some caramel? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you mean like some salty sweetness? Oh, caramel. No, salt, like, no salty sweetness. Kind of like caramel. And sweet. Yeah. Well, salty I, I caramel. suppose you could say that, but. I suppose um, you could as well. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe caramel Lusted. has been on my palate since that uh, Casa Cuba. I don't know. Casa Cuba. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe you'll turn me into an Opus freak because yeah. that's a, from a very good customer friend of ours. That's why he loves Opus is because he gets a nice caramel flavor out yeah, of it. You're converting them. Oh, we never know, man. You know, worst things have happened. Worst things have happened. Stranger things have happened. Mm -hmm. Tequila, right? Stranger things. Yes. Tequila. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of stranger things, are you excited for season four, Dave? I can't wait. Can't I wait. cannot wait. Yep. Of? Although, uh, stranger things. And uh, oh. honestly, but what I'm looking Paul more... Paul has no idea. Uh, no, I've, saw, I've seen looking... the first two episodes. Uh, sorry, the first two <laughs> first seasons. The <laughs> first two seasons. <laughs> oh, and the oh, first sorry, was you're excellent. an expert. The first was good. The second one, not so much. Oh, and then I just gave up on it. Oh, wow. Sorry. I'm looking forward to The Witcher. That's what I'm most yeah, looking forward to. Yeah, Witcher Series 2 comes out later this month. Yep. I'm excited about that. I've played all the games, read all the books, watched the TV show. Tell, Tell me like how the awesome show? Witcher 3 Do you like how was. the show's done things? I have two Witcher swords that cost me like 
$1,100. Hanging right next from... to his Opus. <laughs> and, yeah, they're, I'm a huge Witcher fanatic. How much think, did you like do you 3? Think, do you think that the I show is... I played it over 20 times. Yeah. Do you think the show is, is a good ad- adaptation of the series? The books. The, a, lot yeah, of the, the books. a lot of the people that play the games don't think the TV show really makes sense. But if you read the books, yeah. it makes sense. See, it's yeah. like the, the TV show is like the books, except the fact that he kind of plays Geralt from the games more than in the books, I feel. Like, I get more, I don't yeah. know, that's how I feel. Because the, the TV show takes place before the books, the books take place before the first game, and then the game's like the end of the saga, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really good, though. And they're coming out with The Witcher 4, I can't wait. Oh, yeah, that's, oh. I can't wait for that. Yeah, well, I know nothing about that. What I'm just wicked though. pumped about right now, though, is that Amazon has released uh, the Wheel of Time series. That's another um, series that Paul knows nothing about because yep. he doesn't read that kind of stuff. No. Nope. Um, but uh, Wheel of Time is a series of books by Robert Jordan, and um, <clears throat> it's it's has a following very much like Tolkien. It's considered one of the the classics of uh, that kind of uh, fantasy genre, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's sixteen or seventeen books long. I think the wow. shortest book is eight hundred pages. Holy crap! I gotta get my most hands of on this. most of them are a thousand pages or more. And Amazon has uh, started uh, releasing a series based on the books, and it's been great. It has been a long time since I read the books, so I'm recognizing characters, the name, the general plot thing. I don't remember the books well enough to say that they're following them really close but kind of like the way that uh um the lord of the rings movies were made you know that you can't highlights you can't you can't just do the book in the movie there are some things that just won't translate well that don't necessarily need to be there and so changes are always going to happen but i feel like the way they're doing this is is really good and New episodes come out every Friday, and I've been pumped about it. It's the first thing I do on Friday is go home and watch the next Wheel of Time episode. Yeah, I'm going to have to put that on my list then. That's awesome. Good. Yes, yes, yes. Me too, Dave. I'll, I'll do that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which means not on your life. I'm excited that Lost in Space Season 3 came out on Netflix too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. Did you watch any of that? No? No. No. I watched season one. I haven't watched season two yet. It's 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 a great reimagining of that series in a way that's much more realistic. Realistic and, and serious. Yeah. Kind of like uh Battlestar Galactica's remake in the early two thousands. Um mm-hmm. either. Did you watch the one in the seventies? Yes, but Lauren Green. Yes. yes. And Richard Hatch. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I was that was that was when I was really into like Star Wars and mm-hmm. all that stuff, and and then Battlestar Galactica and you know, Cylons and you know. I always thought mm-hmm. it was hilarious how like you yeah. know Starbuck yeah. and like the old one was yep. also in the A team, yep. and they had like that dual like laugh in the A team where the Cylon would walk by and he'd be like, "What?" You know, that was that was I loved how they did that. <laughs> I loved how they did that crossplay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What's it's, that movie with uh, I think you know you've seen the the, the Lethal Weapon series with uh, uh, Mel, uh, Mel, Gibson Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, yeah. right? Danny Glover, yeah. And then and then there was some type of like not it was a comic 
Western with with Mel Gibson and and I forget the actress's name. She's she was pretty popular back in the eighties. And then there was Maverick. Uh, not Matt. That's probably what it Maverick, was. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. And then yep. there was a scene where they. Uh, Danny Glover and his crew played a bunch of robbers, whatever, and yeah. there's, there's Mel Gibson backing into him, and they look at each other, and they kind of look at each other again <laughs> like they knew each other, and they went on their own way. <laughs> that was good, too. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. One, of the, one of the things I loved in the in the remake of Battlestar Galactica uh, was that uh, Richard Hatch was brought back to, to play. Uh, obviously, he wasn't playing himself, but he... He played a, a different character in the, who mm. became a main guy in the show. And it was great to see him basically play a real kind of seedy bad guy. Okay. Where, where in, you know, the original series, he was this really just... Good guy. Really good. Yeah. Yes, Father, I'll do whatever you tell me. I have great hair. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, um, you know, he's this very scheming... You know, and he, you know, not like he doesn't have his good points, you know, mm-hmm. but, but man, it was, it, it was really cool to see them bring him back in for that. Mm-hmm. Very good stuff. Now you're more into the true crime stuff and mob stuff and, and documentaries. Uh, I'm, and I'm, I'm still, I'm still going back to like the old Sopranos <laughs> and Breaking Bad. I don't know what it is. I get caught up in, and Nicole keeps coming down and she'll say, why are you watching this for the thousandth time? <laughs> You know, I don't like change. But I, 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 I can't get into like a lot of these new programs. I don't know. For some reason, I'm not. We're, we, we have our own, you know, interests and in certain things that, you know, we like to watch. And, yeah. but I, I don't know. I just can't get into a lot of this new stuff that you guys are into. I, it's just not me. I don't know. But I, I think the programming today really stinks. It's true and, for a uh, lot of it. and, uh, so I don't know. Well, anything that's like, like on the regular channels and prime. Oh, time, God. It's much, terrible. It's a- it's terrible. You have to go on Netflix or yeah. or Amazon to get actually good creative content. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm watching right now, Dave. You're gonna freak out. I, I'm watching, I'm watching, Cowboy Bebop. So am I. That's so funny. Huh? Yeah. The live yeah, action or the anime? The live action. Yeah, the live action. I like the live action. I it's, think it's funny. Here's here's this show, this live action show that's based off of uh, an anime, and it's just one of these shows that's just. You watch it, and it's just it's just fun. Yep, it's out there. It's just fun, and and so you can be doing whatever it is, and it can be kind of like white noise in the background, but it's it's one of these shows where the actors know what they're saying is kind of dumb, and they they're just into it. They just they they. I don't know how else to describe it. You know, it's well, it, it's not... genuinely having fun playing the parts, and you can see it on their face. Yeah, and I, I love that. Yeah, it's kind of like you know, like Bruce Campbell ish. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Very where they, where they, you know, he he's having fun with the role, and you don't take it seriously. But you know what I mean? There are some serious parts, and there are a lot of not serious parts. But it's just fun. That's what it is. It's just fun. You watch Cowboy Bebop. No. Do you no. even know what it is? No clue. No idea. No idea. No. Okay. No clue. So it's like basically thousands of years in the future, you know, the solar system has been colonized, you know, and spaceships, all that kind of jazz. And they're like bounty hunters that are called cowboys and their spaceship is called the Bebop. It's funny because this time of year we we, we <laughs> tend to we tend to be like, Okay, what Christmas movie or what Christmas show are we gonna watch tonight? 
like 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 we we're making it a, a personal uh a plan so to speak to watch a christmas some type of Christmas entertainment every yeah. night. Yeah, so oh, it started with Die Hard, Dave. It did started with Die Hard. Die Hard. Yep, Die Hard, and then it went to Ru- Rudolph and you know Frosty and all these other See, classic. I can't, I can't watch those anymore. You know why? Because I hear them every freaking day. That's why I oh, was you've smart. Got kids. And I hear you've them got every kids. Every day. You've got kids. Rudolph the Red News Reindeer plays. Oh well, every you're, you're talking at work. Yeah. At work. Well, made it's, my it's own different. Play. opening credits, the ending credits, every little song that's in there. It's like, oh, they might as well just throw in the commercials. I mean, come on. You got to make your own playlist, Dan. If you're making your no, own, yeah. It, Look, it's, it's only a month out of the year. Between Thanksgiving and Christmas is here, it's one oh, month. One God, month. And so month. just just enjoy I'm it, boy. Because you, you won't have to hear it on December 26th. You're just... I've left my knives at home. <laughs> <laughs> carry a gun to work anymore for obvious reasons and and you know it's just i, I just it, it, it's just so it's just so it wouldn't be bad if it was like once a day <laughs> but it's like they play those oh, songs you, know, you got to switch up the channels burl burl Ives, Have a holly, come on, jolly no. christmas that's why the, that's why so, i've got that's why i downloaded what six or eight different Christmas Pandora channels so that you don't have to listen to the same old stuff all did the time. You, did you see that I had downloaded the, the Harry Connick Hall yes, channel? Yes, yes. That's so good. That, so that it plays more. Yes. It still plays some of the classic stuff. But it, love it, it, Hall, but expands. But it expands it a little yes. bit. Yes. Yes. See, that's what I, I created yes. a play, playlist with all the classics, you know, see, with see, none, of the, none of the new fluff or anything like that. And then I threw in some stuff like the... You know, listen, all you have to do is d- is just oh. listen to the classical, yeah. the classical music Christmas channel, yeah. and then that's gonna like it's gonna go into like a think, whole different. I think what I'm gonna realm. do the next time I'm at London Dairy is I'm gonna throw on the instrumental Christmas. Yes, that's mm. good too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There you that go. way the music's playing, but you're not hearing. And you won't hear, you know, Burl Ives or Lives or, or whoever, or Mariah Carey, you know, the Misfit Toys singing about how they got left behind and everything, and. Uh, Gosh, you don't have to be a squirt. I'm sorry, a squirt gun that shoots, shoots jelly. jelly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or a caboose with square wheels. I'm a Charlie in the box. Nobody wants a Charlie in the Nobody box. Nobody wants a Charlie in the box. Well, oh. getting back to the cigar, <laughs> I, I do want to show off how wonderful the construction of mm. the cigar is. Look at, I mean, look at this fantastic. ash. This is fantastic. This, this is an inch and a half of quarters, not dimes, my friends. Quarters. Quarters. That I'm stacking here. And it's just been spot on right from the beginning. This yep. is a wonderful, Paul, wonderful cigar. Paul has a chubby. Well, Ooh, well, the cigar it has yeah. chubby. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah this but is beautiful. Paul. This is a. This has been a beautiful cigar. I'm. I'm really loving this one. What do you? What's your final thoughts, Pat? So yeah, he's, he's stacking it, quotas too. When it was released, I was actually pretty excited for it, just because I love the Milanios mm-hmm. and. I think it's just interesting having that different form factor, and it mm-hmm. definitely didn't disappoint. Because I actually, the Halfu article I saw was re- referring to the ones that are being released everywhere but the United States. So I was pretty upset. <laughs> but then I heard that they're doing the box yep. pressed, and I'm like, all right, sweet. And yeah, it's definitely my expectations. The only thing about it mm-hmm. that I critiqued about it's it not when I had to say it's something. It's not an opus. No, so I, 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 we should with some baking so spice. It comes out to when we were talking about how 
when you buy a, a petite corona you know the whole like six to eight dollar jump to see yeah, a real the, cigar the, the price you're essentially kind of... paying for a toro in the same blend mm-hmm. almost so i think that's the interesting conversation because like a, you know your typical nub smokers expecting to spend you know seven eight bucks this is almost double so yeah it's more than double yeah, it's 13 yeah. bucks 13. so it's yeah it's just about double uh, but it, I I literally think on the on the flavor profile, the complexity, the smoothness, um, all the flavors you're getting out of it, and the fact that this is going to probably be what are we are we thirty minutes into this yet or almost? Yep. Just about yeah. All yeah. right, so we still got about another fifteen twenty minutes to go. So you're looking at about a good forty forty five minutes smoke with mm-hmm. this. If we weren't talking, it would be done. Yeah. If we weren't doing a podcast, it'd be but we're out. taking our time with this one. I think with the with the sparky, we we were like concerned that we was going to burn our fingers off. Pretty Plus, soon. The, right. the pairing so, is fantastic. The pairing is the really. The pairing is amazing. Kudos to Pat yep. for this one. This is again another wonderful mm. pairing. I think the, the. Thank you, thank you, Dave. The Manhattan. Yeah, the Manhattan actually has been a absolutely superb pairing with both cigars and specifically this one i think this one here is 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 the winner and uh it's it's smoothing it out even further as the milanio uh, on its own is very smooth wonderful complexity of flavors it's just amping those flavors up beautifully dave thoughts yeah i, I concur. concur with everybody I concur. else no, nope. the uh, Manhattan has been bringing out the sweetness in the cigar, and it's uh, the retro hail is really smooth. Um, the uh, the pepper is toned down a little bit, but you know, very prevalent earth and leather flavors melded with, I you know, I um, cedar and stuff like that. Yeah, it's really good. I, 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 the pairing is fantastic. Yes. yes, the pairing is fantastic. Good would job. It, would everyone friend. smoke this again in the summer? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, is this? This isn't a this is a limited series with them, right? Yes. I believe so. Yes. So this this won't be around forever. So if you haven't tried one of these get into get twins. It. The, quick. the Don Pepin Sparky, I believe, is going to be a regular thing. Uh, but this is not. So make sure you get one of these before they're gone. It's a fantastic, fantastic cigar. But both of them were great. Both of them I think went well with the Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um uh, it's definitely this one is is my favorite my favorite too as far as the pairing goes yep um but you can't go wrong with either of those cigars if you're looking for something short we're going to take a little break right now and we'll be back in just a few minutes with uh the house reserve this mm. year from Cornell and deal don't go anywhere we'll be right back headphones 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 no, no, now we are. Hi, really, everybody. Thanks for hanging go. in there with us. We're back. <laughs> it's amazing how much better this is with headphones. And uh, now we are smoking this House Reserve by Cornell and Deal. House Reserve is a blend that uh, it changes every year. But, well, I can't say that really. It's, it's only been out for two years. There have been two of these. But Cornell and Deal. Um, uh, releases this specifically for brick and mortar stores. It is a blend that is only available in your traditional brick and mortar store. You can't get it online. You can't get it at smoking pipes or any other place. Um, and it is a dedicated blend for the traditional store. 
And um, uh, I'll, let me read you from the tin. Um, it says, Cornell and Deal's tribute to the dedicated brick and mortar tobacconist house reserve 2021 offers a familiar inviting aroma right out of the tin. Stoved and unstoved, red and bright Virginias are carefully blended, cased, pressed, and sliced to create this old-school flake tobacco, a special selection for the tobacconist. It is by, of course, Cornell and Deal, Virginia. It's components what? Virginia. There is some kind of uh, citrusy kind of casing, but frankly, I really don't sense it at all in this blend oh, uh, it is a flake beautiful. cut and we are doing the woodford rye straight yes, with this yes we are uh, this is the the um rye that was in the manhattan that we had in the first half now we're drinking it straight i think it's going to go very very well with the uh, uh house reserve and um paul yes Pastor. you have already oh. said think this is a fantastic blend i'm gonna say this is gonna rival carolina red flake sacrilege i know but dave i'm telling you that the, the fruit i've had this earlier and i will say that this if you are looking for a straight virginia tobacco blend mm. with a tremendous amount of stone fruit sweetness mm -hmm. um subtle spice but just wonderful wonderful sweet flavors this is it this is it for me. This is going to probably be right up there as my choice for the tobacco of the year. Really? Ooh. Yeah. This really is. It's, it's, I couldn't believe when I, I know when you when you brought it in a few weeks ago, you said that this is really good, and you know you were trying to. You're not really a pipe guy. I'm not here. a pipe. I'm not a huge pipe guy because again, I, I I smoke my pipes mostly on the show, mm -hmm. and occasionally. You know, outside we do it usually on Mondays when we get together just to get a feel for what we're going to smoke and all that. But I'll tell you, this is turning me around because this this cigar, sorry, this guy, <laughs> See? this tobacco, See? this it's tobacco, made it. this tobacco is just singing to me. Mm. It is just so flavorful, so smooth, so fruity. Um, it's 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 in really really intoxicating. It's sublime. So it was blind. very municipal. Yes. No, thank, thank you, Nick. Thanks, Nick. It's, no, it's, it's very, it's unbelievable. It's very, very. I'm going to say transcendent. I'm going to say this is better than Carolina Red. Oh. And that's. This is right. That's up not there with just that. lung smoke. It's it, well, it's the same company, same blend. Yep. So yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's. I enjoy both very much. You know the the red flake that came out this year, as you know, we did it a few weeks ago. Was the uh, Carolina Red Flake with Peruvian. Um instead of the straight Carolina stuff. But I I like the stoved Virginias oh, and that that when you stove the Virginias mm -hmm. it, it creates this kind of deeper, oaky mm. kind of flavor. And yes. when you mix, you know, the stoved and unstoved, you get that deeper, rich oh. kind of flavor with it. It's it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. fantastic. The retro hail is fire. Now mm. Pat who has been reduced to the corn cob. <laughs> he forgot it. He was, he was a naughty boy this week. But um, what, what's, what's your thought? Did you even go home this week? You were at Twins every single day. Every single Every time I was on, you were there. And I don't know, man. You, I keep saying it's easy for you just to pull out a cot and just stay there. Be the night watchman. <clears throat> Fill the humidors with water when they go dry. 
Yeah, I could do that. Just uh, get get me a bed, you know. Yeah, if Kurt just gave me a bed, I'd I'd stay there. Yeah. It'd be like one of those NFL commercials where you see the guys just hanging out at the freaking stadium and just doing their normal stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Pat? You want to answer my question? Definitely wish I had my pipe for it, but um, yeah, I mean, I concur with Paul. This is probably one of my favorites. I'm definitely not getting as much body out of it just because of my uh. You know, corn cob, but <clears throat> yeah, it has a really nice sweetness, stone fruit to it. I'm not getting any spice at all just because I don't think I'm getting enough smoke out of it to get the spice. <laughs> but, I don't have enough smoke to get the baker spice out of it, so I'm not very happy. Oh. <clears throat> Dave? Um, it's absolutely magnificent. I've already gone through th- two tins of this stuff. Um, right? No. Over the last couple of weeks, yeah, and the the Virginias are just you know calling to me. Nothing takes the place of Carolina Red Flake because mm. Carolina Red Flake. But the uh, the nice the one thing I love about this is the uh, because of the stove Virginias, you get that added spice to Man. it, and that is just amazingly perfect. The retrohale is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That sweet, spicy, just. Oh God, it's so good. <clears throat> mm. Very, very good stuff. Mm-hmm. Very good stuff. Um, and I never smoked last year's. I did not smoke the House Reserve from last year. You should. It's it's a yeah. very different. Kind That's of got burly in it though. Burly. It's more of a burly. Yeah. And it's got this kind of the way I describe it is it's like this 1970s tobacco shop kind of vibe to it. All right. And uh, it's it's really, really good. Um, let me ask you guys kind of a more general question mm. for conversation here. Obviously, now it's it's getting dark around 4, 4.30. Oh, you know, no. how do you deal with the short of days? Ugh. You know, when, when, you know, you're getting up and maybe the sun's just coming up and before you even get out of work, it's dark. How do you guys deal with that? I mean, does that, you know, does it affect you at all? Does it impact how you think at all? You know, what's, what's, how do you deal with that? All right. Well, first in the morning, I, I have an extra cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have another one at work. So I'm probably up to like maybe four cups of coffee where I normally would do two to three. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It It's, because I go into work, it's, just breaking, you know, dawn, so to speak. <laughs> Go to work, come, bad, come breaking, home, come home. Dawn. It's dark. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I don't know. It's, it, it, I, I'm a big believer that that that, I, and be, I'm be, I'm a believer in seasonal affect disorder. Mm. Sad, right? So I I truly believe. And my my old roommate years and years ago, we would literally he would literally say. The curtains are coming down on the windows and doors. <laughs> he, he truly was affected by that. He literally just just let me know when it's springtime because he would just like you know uh, be a hermit. He just right. did not want to go outside, right? right? He just wanted to be inside and and mm. just and just that's how we dealt with. But anyway, I don't know. It's it, you're looking for things to make you you know light spirited, happy mm. uh, during this time of year. I think that's why I'm probably this year more than ever. I'm I'm looking for the 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 Christmas specials to kind of make you feel happy or some type of program that's making you feel happy. 
because it just isn't happy for me. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. But uh, Pat, what about yourself? Are you are you looking for things to make you happy? I don't leave twins, so I don't notice. Twenty four seven, Pat. Pat twins. <laughs> we have a tobacconist on standby 24-7, and Pat yeah. is your man. But, I mean, it's uh, – I think I just get more tired, you know, to Paul's point, just drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> I, I just always feel like – I think what it is is when it comes to, like, school is I always feel like I'm behind because, you know, I it's like, you know, 5 p.m. and it's pitch black out. I feel like I'm not doing something or I'm late on something, and it seems like it's later in the day than it really is. Mm. So – I hear that. I think for the most part, that's probably the most detrimental feeling when it comes to the season change. But you know, I get used to it. Mm. I look, I look forward to December twenty second and third. That's the shortest day of the year because that's when the time starts to increase a little bit. For, yeah, for daylight. after the twenty first, there's a reason Christmas is when it is. It's... Jesus wasn't born in the middle of the winter. We all know that. Well, maybe you don't. Uh, if you don't know Surprise. that. sorry. He wasn't. He was a spring baby. He was a spring baby. He's spring lamb. Mm. Mm, spring lamb. Like from Australia, only not. But um, uh, it's it's one of those things where, you know, it was, it was very calendar-based where, you know, Jesus is the light that comes into the world. The, the winter solstice is over. The days start to get longer. That's why Christmas is when it is. So mm. it's, it's more or less just a be a philosophical thing. Another scam on the people. It's another scam on the people. <laughs> that, 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 and we hated the pagans. So it was just... yeah, the pagans had that, uh, had that fir tree holiday. We yeah. had to co-opt or something, yeah. you know. And we we all kept the it. tree and kicked out everything yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, Yule tide. Yes, mm-hmm. the Yule tide. Mm. That one, Yule log. Mm. Mm. Well, I could say a whole lot of other things, but I, I, I don't want to ruin anybody else's Christmas mm. by talking about the legit things that may or may not have actually happened. On well, we're all about truth Christmas. seekers here, man. You know, it <laughs> honest. You know, I'm a huge truth. I'm a huge You're truth huge. seeker. You know me. I'm, I'm, I'm always questioning what what we're being told and and looking for, you know, the alternatives and stuff. Mm. What, 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 what other things can you lay on us? Don't worry about it. That whole. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, Paul! Here we go. Uh, Can of worms. No, nope, I don't care. Nope. The whole image that is so quintessentially that classic, you know, Christian idea of 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 Christmas about Jesus being born in an a stable at an inn. <laughs> yeah. um, that was an image that first started happening from a European uh, traveler to uh, Israel in third or fourth century. Mm-hmm. That you know, the the reality is that the that the. Um, Bethlehem didn't have any inns. It was a dinky little place. <laughs> there, there were no inns. And it was built into the side of a hill. Okay. They were hobbits. As a matter of fact, the word 
you know, there was no room for Jesus in the inn, so they, you know, is not the word for an inn. There is a Greek word for a room in an inn. But people's houses basically had several different rooms. There was a lower level where the animals stayed. They came in at night because they helped keep everybody warm, right? And the feeding troughs were right there in the middle of the room. And, and that middle room was where you, it was the kitchen, living room, family room, sleeping room. It was, everything happened in that room. And then on the roof of the house was where you would, uh, you had what might be an extra room for guests. And in that, in that time, in that culture, you know, uh, giving a roof to a stranger or a traveler was considered, you know, uh, something that you just did. It was, it was considered good manners to giving the traveler a, pl a place to go. You did not want to let the person stay outside. And so the word that's used for in is the word for the guest room of the house. And I guess the way I would explain it is, are, you know, yes, Mary and Joseph were really young, but they both were direct descendants of King David, who was the man. And in that culture, if you were, if you could say, I'm a direct descendant of David, to not give you a place to stay would be just dumb. It was, mm -hmm. you, would, you would be out of your mind. And to think that Joseph was such a dolt that he couldn't plan ahead <laughs> to find room to stay. So basically, I think, you know, the, the, the way it really happened is that, that Joseph and Mary showed up and the guest room that they had arranged at the place that they were going to stay had been taken by other travelers who were in town because the people did not want to turn them away. So their relatives, their friends, whoever they were, brought them in to the common room. And right at the end of the common room were the feeding troughs for the animals. And they put Jesus in one of those feeding troughs that were right at the end. So they weren't out in some stable with a bunch of horses and no people, you know, but they, they were, but Jesus was born in a very common place with yep. very common people yep. in the common way. There was nothing unusual about he, you would think that if Jesus was going to be born, he'd be born in a palace. He'd be born to a high family. He'd be, you know, now obviously Mary and Joseph were both of, David's line, and in that sense, they were high family, but their families didn't have the wealth, the prestige, or the or anything, and so he was your average guy, yeah. basically, and and so all of that stuff that you see, all the nativity scenes, is based off of non-Jewish people coming in and saying, "Oh, this must have been great," and putting their European way of doing things into a Eastern context, and it doesn't make sense. So I'm sorry. There you go. Did you ever see the movie 
Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yes. So you remember the part of the movie near the end where he's going into that, uh, I guess, not cave, but wherever where he's going to, he's trying to get the chalice. Yes. And mm-hmm. he recognized that the chalice that really was of Christ was a very simple. Very wooden. Wooden. wooden because that's plain. the chalice of a carpenter. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that saved them, because mm-hmm. you know, they have all these elaborate chalices, all these wonderful gold and you know diamond, all this stuff. And he goes, "That's the one. That's the chalice of a carpenter." Mm-hmm. And, and I and I think what you say makes a lot of sense because yeah. it's, it's, it was very simple, very very. And I think, and again, I'm a huge believer that the history that we're told, everything is on the table. Mm-hmm. It means whatever we, whatever we've been told. Is subject to change <laughs> because yeah, I think yeah. I think well, okay, winners, I don't want to go down this road, but, but I'm, I'm saying I'm just saying there's a lot of things that we were told that is basically winners lies. write the history. You know that's yeah. typically how it is. Yeah, it's, it, I I and I think that well, makes the, a, that's that's why the it's beauty certainly of, it's very plausible. The beauty the beauty of science and uh, forensics and stuff like that has brought in a lot of stuff to light. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. That your nativity scene is historically incorrect, <laughs> but you know, it's it's still it just just it's a thought that counts. But it makes people happy. It yeah. makes people happy. But here's the thing, and it's it's become so much a part of the culture of yeah. Christmas yep. that people don't, you know, it's it. I'm not saying anything that a lot of Christian historians don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's just it's just been so written into the, the the story of Christmas over the past couple of hundred of years that you just you, you can't get rid of it. Yeah. So there you go. That's 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 my uh, Christmas bomb. <laughs> yes, Jesus was really born. He really was who he said he was. But uh, it probably wasn't uh, in some stable with a donkey. Yeah. outside because the innkeeper said I don't want your little Roman coins I'm full I'm so sorry did he get did he really get gold frankincense and myrrh you know brought to him from well the kings, here's here's the thing from the kings of now here here's the other thing I mean this is another thing is that 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 if you know your Greek you know the words that they're using to describe how old Jesus was He's like a toddler. Yeah. So years had gone by from the birth and the shepherds coming that night to when the kings show up. It wasn't, you know, was yeah, I think it happened, room. but I don't think it did not all happen in one night. <laughs> it, they did not all, you know, all of a sudden all these shepherds and, and yeah. ancient travelers <laughs> yeah. from some eastern country, it, you know, showed up and say, Hey, we've got some frankincense and butter for you, <laughs> along with our rupees. It's no, too, it's, it's, it's too perfect. It, you know, it's you know, just, it's yeah, a, we we it. all do it. We all do, show it, and 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 there's there's truth to all that stuff, uh, you know, in one sense, but yeah, mm. sorry. See Pat, what going to seminary can do to a person. Is that what you? Pat's, Pat's like, this. wait a minute. Pat's I'm, like, I'm, I'm Catholic. I don't believe any of this crap. <laughs> He's like ready to burn me alive. Heretic. That pastor Padrone. 
We have to have we have to, we, have, we have to have a, in, in in 2022 we have to have another conspiracy theory episode with Pat on it. Let's see if we can we can we can jumble his his safety net there. Mm-hmm. His safety net. <laughs> what are you uh What are you stroking your chin like that for? I know you don't have a beard, so it's kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Pat with a beard. If only he can, can you grow, grow one. one? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can grow a beard. I just like to stay clean shaven. Mm-hmm. Right, well, that's you know. what all the clean shaven guys say. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> now, Pat, how do you like this tobacco with the straight? In your corn cob right. pipe. So when it was lit, it was great. <laughs> when it was lit. <laughs> it when it was lit, it was great, but. I can't smoke out of a corn cob. I don't know why. I just can't figure it out. It's not single in this one. I'm going to have to try it when I get my pipe oh, tomorrow, probably. It's This has just been unbelievable. This is such a phenomenal You could have bought a pipe, you know? The yeah. options were there. Yeah. It's, yeah. Could have cleaned one out well, for you. Money spent on a pipe is less money he'll spend on Opus. Oh. Yeah, that's right. And the 17th is coming. Perhaps yes. we should talk about that. You want to talk about that uh, event there, Paul? Yes. So on Friday, December 17th, we will be having the Toast Across America event. Now, your ticket to this event is to purchase the Toast Across America pack. We have, what, 100? Mm-hmm. We have 100 packs. They're going to be sold at $50 a piece. They're going to come with a Opus and a uh, Julius Caesar cigar, yep. both limited. And that, sharks. Yes. And that will – sharks. We, all, we love sharks, Pat. Mm. And that's going to allow you to uh, be able to purchase uh, Opus cigars, a lot of limited or rare cigars that we will have available for you at Twins in Londonderry. Um, and so I'm not sure exactly do – we, do we figure out the time on that yet? It's going to be probably mid-afternoon through the – Two to seven. Two to seven. So two to seven, you'll be able to come in, purchase a, one of those packs, and be able to purchase what we have available for you uh, in the Opus line um, that day. So if you love Opus, um, and again, the, the $50 that you you pay for that pack all goes to the uh, Fuente Charitable Foundation. Yep. Um, so uh, it's a great cause, and uh, everyone... A lot of people, we have a tremendous amount of Opus fans out there. Um, this is your time to, to get that. We'll have a few other things, too. I think we're going to have some mm-hmm. Aneos available as well. Yeah. Christmas uh, collections and a few other surprises, too. So come on down December 17th from 2 to 7 and uh, take part in that wonderful event. Mm. Dave, what are you thinking of the uh, tobacco here? I'm loving the tobacco. What do you think of the pairing? I love the... Uh, I love the the pairing's really good too. I think it's bringing out um, a lot of the. Um, it's kind of like uh, I think I feel like it's it sound kind of like the same as the last pairing, where it's kind of like um, <laughs> mellowing out the the retro hill, and um, but it's bringing out the sweetness. That's what I'm getting. It's from. bringing out the sweetness, but it's also bringing out a little bit more of the woody notes for me, mm-hmm. um, and that spice on the retro hail. Boy, oh boy, is that wonderfully it's still smooth. there for oh me? Oh my god, it's phenomenal. Not so much for me. No, no. Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised. I'd ask Pat? you, Paul, Pat, Pat but you're mm. like, you know, you're, you're you're kind of going. What are you, did you try it with the uh, Manhattan? 
Well, it's in. <laughs> Can you relight it and try it? It won't, yeah. won't, won't, re won't relight. Re it's not staying low. Oh, no. It won't even light. <laughs> Pat's bro. Oh, well, Pat's broken. People, let's clap. Mm. Come on, Pat. We'll golf clap. We'll golf clap. You can do it, Pat. You can do it. We believe in you. It's like Tinkerbell. Oh. No. No, yeah, nothing. That is so beautiful. Nothing. No. Nothing. Yeah, I, I, I think this is a, a great pairing. Oh. I'm, I'm so glad you thought about having the, the Woodford straight. Yes, yes. Um, because this is a, a bolder tobacco than the mm. cigars were. Mm -hmm. And where I think the um, uh, cocktail really made the cigars shine, I don't think it would have held up against this I, and i think the sweetness would have really kind of dampened yep. a lot of this mm -hmm. but the, the rye brings it right out brings it right out yep. mm -hmm. very very good i love rye i love rye bourbons i think it's just uh phenomenal the rye whiskey is just one of my one of my it, it it's not something that i have a lot i mean i do have a few ryes at home my favorite is whistle pig Mm. Um, but I tend to savor that because it is a little bit expensive bottle, so I tend to <clears throat> savor that uh, from time to time. But again, uh, with the Woodford rye, I think it's a really, really good rye. It brought out the, the, the great flavors. Excellent, excellent uh, core with the, uh, the the Manhattan. I think it was a. I'm glad you said the rye because I had no idea. I, like I'm not a huge rye. Fa uh, sorry, uh, <clears throat> uh, Manhattan fan or Manhattan drinker. Excuse me. But um, we were t going back and forth on the, the regular Woodford Reserve and the Woodford mm -hmm. Rye, and I chose the Woodford Rye, and I think we, it was a perfect, perfect pairing with the cigar. So. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when it gets cold and when it gets dark, I like to snack. Mm. Snacking starts. What are, what are some things that you like to snack on this time of year? Oh, I'll tell you. I just made a, a new dip that I'm like, totally down with mm -hmm. so i took a can of uh edibles um uh, yeah and uh, a can of um beans or a not beans i'm edibles sorry edibles a, can of beans. Beans. a can of chili i'm high end gassy at the same time <laughs> non 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 bean chili you know and a can of, uh mixed with a can of corned beef hash <clears throat> mixed with a half of uh, a jar of uh um this avocado, is the snack avocado um salsa and regular salsa half of each and then mixed in with like probably i'd say a half a cup of bacon bits that have been chopped up and everything uh and then you know use tostitos to like, like yeah. wait a minute so the, wait a minute yeah. hold on a second yeah. corned beef hash yeah. bacon bits what else chili chili yep and what and avocado salsa, avocado salsa regular salsa and you mix all that together yep and then you have Tostitos and Tostitos, and you dip it in, put a little. Sour so it's cream it's a, it's on a it. chip, it's a dip in a yeah, chip. Okay, a dip. all right. Yeah, so yeah, it's, and that's right. what we snack on. What yeah. made you come up with that? Um, I don't know. It just you know popped in there, and I'm like, yeah. So in where? My brain. I was thinking about things to mix to make a dip. You know. I corn, have these things in my hash, cupboard huh? that have stood there for years. No, I went to the store do. and bought them. I went to the store and bought them and made it made it right there. Yep. And it was uh, the the what started it was I had made a, a corned beef hash dip, and I was like, you know, this thing needs a little kick. So then I did got the chili, and that was just that's what did it. 
But don't forget the bacon. It's got to have bacon. You know, bacon. Um, I don't know what to say. Bacon. Crackers and cheese, but mm. but we have oh, a plethora, plethora of cheese. Now, I happen to live with a very sophisticated cheese lover. Mm. And she liked the Packers, too? And, and, no. I'm good. But... Uh, she is. She has uh, opened my eyes to the world of cheese, and uh, this time of year, she'll go out and get all types of cheeses. She'll mm -hmm. get, you know, uh, Gruyere. She'll get ch cheddar. Yeah. She'll get soft cheese, the excellence, the, I mean, just Gouda. and some, yeah, Gouda, um, and some, you know, a lot of some of this cheese is a little bit, you know, very barnyardy, but the flavors you get out of it is just really really good and the worse uh, it smells the better it, it tastes. does do dave absolutely <laughs> absolutely it's so true yep. um we have a few of our favorite uh cheese uh i don't know what you call it manufacturers or not that's that's not the right word producers but produce, yeah thanks dave um and specifically up in vermont um mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we can get that at a local market that, that we go to so yep. um yeah this time of year crackers and cheese and uh, is just our perfect snack. Oh, and I mix mozzarella, shredded mozzarella. Shredded mozzarella. So when you and you heat, you heat all this up. I'm yes. assuming. Yeah, and you okay. pick it up and it's just like you know stringy. Yes. Yumminess. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. this is crackers and cheese is our snack. Yep. This yeah, time of year. that happens to be my big thing too. Mm -hmm. Although I've 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 gone to to <laughs> pretzels, pretzels and cheese. <laughs> pretzels cheese. I've I've I've. <laughs> I've talked myself into the fact that since pretzels are not, you know, there's there's a lot of places where there's nothing. It's just this braided thing that it's better for you than crackers <laughs> because it's not a whole cracker. It's like this string that's been put. In. It's so got I air. Feel in like the, it's, it's less. It's less it's, carbs. It's airy. It's less carbs. It's Therefore, air, there's it's air holes in them. So I can justify <laughs> eating more pretzels and cheese and crackers and cheese. Mm -hmm. But you gotta uh, eat your pretzels. That may be weird, but you guys you eat your pretzels with uh, mustard. No, no, no. I no. I like that was brought not up. Not a huge, and... not a huge pretzel eater. I do like them, but I'm not a huge pretzel eater. But yeah, do when we, I do, it's do straight out of the bag. Do you eat your pretzels with peanut butter, Dave? No, I eat them with mustard. What about what about peanut butter? No, no you don't like butter. peanut butter pretzels. I love I love peanut butter, but I've just never had peanut butter and pretzels. So you've yes. eaten peanut butter pretzels, but you've never no, I've never had peanut thought butter about having no. pretzels and no. peanut butter. No, I've never had peanut butter with or peanut butter pretzels, period. Nope. Just so you've never had peanut butter I've pretzels. had mustard pretzels, and that's what turned me on to having dipping them in mustard. So are, are you more of a sweet person or a salt person? It depends on what I'm eating, you know? Mm. Like, like, uh... I don't like with salsa. I prefer more of like a salt bacon well, type of thing. Yeah, I, I would hope if you're Mami, having salsa, like, yeah. you're, you're not having sugar with it. No. Mm. Paul. Like, because they make a, a pineapple or peach salsa, and I'm not too big of a fan on it. It's okay, but. Are you more of a sweet snack or a salty snack person? Salty snack. Salty snack. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Pat. Salty. Salty snack. Yeah. I, I would much rather do a salty thing than a sweet thing like you know now great great case in point this past thanksgiving within you know i had thought 
you know, the day before Thanksgiving that I was going to be going to a person's house for Thanksgiving. And so I'd be enjoying Thanksgiving, but not doing Thanksgiving. You know what mm. I mean? Surprise. And then somebody in their family got, got the Rona and everything changed. And I ended up hosting Thanksgiving mm -hmm. at a moment's notice. Now that was, it was all worked out great. I love cooking. I had a turkey. There was no, but there were no pies. Mm, I had all the pies. Because, A, I didn't have time to make pies or go buy pies. But I didn't really care because I had cheese. I had crackers. I had all the salty stuff, you know. But my mom, who was with us, was all, this is the first Thanksgiving in my 82 years of existence where there has been no pie. Dave There's didn't come through. Wrong with that. Dave's no. car overheated. Dave, Dave, had, Dave, Dave was stuck had, at home with the boys. Dave had all the pies at his house. Yep. He didn't care. Nope. You know. So <laughs> you know. So even the one my mom made. Now I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mind because by the time I'm finished eating, I don't really need anything else anyway. I I bought I bought some hot chocolate. So if people mm. want something sweet, they could have some hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. Have some hot chocolate. Yep. You know, you're full anyway. It's not like you're going to eat all the pie, Mom. Come on. Right. You know, but there it was. So I was happy with that. Other people were not. I, I, mean, I, could, I can see why maybe some people may not have been happy with that mm -hmm. because generally speaking, you thanks, think of Thanksgiving is apple and pumpkin yeah. apple at and the pumpkin. very least. Yep. And Dave makes a hell of an apple pie. He does. Mm -hmm. And uh, does have and Dave say. stuck at home with all his apple pies. <laughs> yeah, Dave, yeah, that uh, that was so sad. Oh, really? Yeah. Were you really sad, Dave? Really you, no, he wasn't really sad. The fact that you could, yeah. could like dive into like several different pies. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Pumpkin pie, apple pie, cherry cream pie. Are you, my, a, pie, are you a pie fan? Then I have my birthday pie, my birthday yeah, cake. I like apple pie on the yeah. like Thanksgiving, Christmas. I don't usually like eat it Angel outside of that, but good all the fun. Big apple pie guy. Responsibility. Oh, I, Sometimes I still pumpkin cook the pie. turkey. It's and, a good one if it's homemade. And everything else. Well, have you ever had Dave's apple pie? Mm, I don't know. I think you brought it for like the um, the anniversary episode. Right? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I probably. Think, right. I don't really have a lot of it, but I. No. I, think well, I gotta. I gotta make some more pie. It is. It is very good. Maybe for the Christmas episode, <laughs> yeah. Dave can bring a, one of his apple pies. Bring it into my pie pie pan. Yeah. Okay. So we can all gonna have an apple pie right. at some point during the show. Now. What's what's the final verdict here oh. on the uh, house reserve? Just sublime. <laughs> I'm going to say this is this is without a doubt the best tobacco I've had this year. Mm. Yeah, it's just been it just had that stone fruit, just mm. wonderful flavors coming out of it. Nice little subtle spice. The retrohale had a beautiful, beautiful, mm. sweet, spicy note. Um, thumbs up, double thumbs up. Mm. I wish I had an extra pair of hands. Four thumbs up. Pat, do you remember even what it was? I, uh, <laughs> charring pipe gave off a good room note, you know? <laughs> oh, Dave, this is my daily smoke now. I love this. It's so fruity, and it's got, like, the right amount of spice to it to make it just, you know, have a nice pop. And definitely, you know, same with me. Four thumbs up. Absolutely. Mm. Epic. Oh yeah, I think this is a, a great tobacco. Mm -hmm. If you're a Virginia lover, you got to get some of this stuff. Oh yes, mm -hmm. it's not going to be around forever. It's, you know, they they only release it once a year, um, and so once it's gone, it's gone. Um, get yourself some. It, it's just so good, mm -hmm. and this pairing with the 
Woodford mm-hmm. rye mm-hmm. was fantastic. It, it perfect pairing as far as I'm concerned. Did you want to mention your pipe club event this week? Mm. Oh yeah, yes, that, yeah, yeah. that might be we good to do. Deal, it was yeah. certainly mentioned during the break if you actually watched that. But if you didn't and got yourself a sandwich or something, or if you're Kelly and got yourself another cup of wine, um, <laughs> let me tell you a little bit about what's going on uh, this coming Saturday at uh, Twins in Londonderry. We're having our third annual Savinelli Christmas Pipe Show. And uh, for the last three years we've done this, we've had uh, a bunch of Savinelli pipes come. Laudisi, who was the U.S exclusive u.s distributor for seven only come to the the shop kaz walters is going to be here and um there's going to be about a hundred pipes there um if you watched the um intermission at all you saw about half of what's going to be there at the show and it's it's just going to be a fantastic time and those pipes are all going to be offered during that day at 20 percent off of msrp it's going to be a fantastic fantastic show yep i already have my eyes on one there's a pipe there's a baca pipe that matches my dixon shirt oh <laughs> there you go and uh, it's uncanny i even showed my wife I, I i was wearing the shirt when i showed it to her i said look at how this matches and she's like it does maybe you should just get that pipe for yourself and you know what i think i am mm. so the show hasn't even started yet and there are already three pipes gone you want to be there to pick up a who doesn't need a new pipe at christmas i mean come on mm-hmm. the, especially if you're smoking something like this in it even paul might get himself another pipe who knows stranger things have happened absolutely stranger you, you never know happened. never know with me you never know you never know with paul <laughs> <clears throat> so that's going to be saturday mm-hmm. december 11th from 12 to 4 at Twins London Dairy. It's going to be a great time. Hope you can come by and see us if you're in the area. It's going to be a great show. Um, <clears throat> now, uh, are we ready for a little would you rather? Yeah, yeah. Question? Sure. Okay. Now, if you ha- you've all had something break in your house, right? Mm-hmm. If something breaks, would you rather fix it if you can? Or just replace it. Oh God, fix it! You'd rather fix it. Oh, absolutely, fix it. Why? I've, I've, Why? I've, well, just replace it. I mean, no, because I mean, if if it's a, if if the refrigerator doesn't work, if it's if the coolant isn't working, it's something that's. I think I can fix that, and I've done that before. Mm-hmm. I've had a refrigerator. It's my secondary refrigerator that I keep in the basement, and mm-hmm. it wasn't. It just all of a sudden stopped, and I mm-hmm. figured out by going online. YouTube. YouTube, Dave, mm-hmm. thank you. YouTube, trying to figure out, you know, the the root cause of the, the problem and getting the part and taking the time to replace it and fix it, and it worked. And and then seven, eight years later, it, that refrigerator is still working perfectly. So why would I replace the refrigerator for five, six hundred bucks where I can replace <laughs> with a part for like 30? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd rather, repla- I'd rather fix it. And if if all else fails, then replace it. Bat. Fix it. Because if you don't learn to fix stuff, it's always going to be breaking on you. So. Yeah. Yep. Keep replacing stuff. It's just going to keep never ending. So. Yeah. Dave. Fix. Fix. Fix, fix, fix. I fix your stuff. 
Yeah, <laughs> I fix everything. When I, you know, what happens when stuff breaks? Mm. I replace it. Mm. No, you call me, <laughs> and then you replace it. <laughs> uh, Dave tried to fix it, hon. Let's just replace it. I, I, I remember back in high school, I this this in our yearbook, one of my uh, classmates had written a. Uh, a, a little thing of my, uh, but when, when we go to the, we go to our, our senior year and everyone goes to everyone they they write something down yep. and he says Paul remember this he goes, mm -hmm. uh, no man is an island however true happiness comes from self reliance mm -hmm. and that stuck with me and that I basically said if it's up to me to determine. <laughs> if I'm going to fix it or replace it, <laughs> everything. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's it, if it's to be, it's up to me. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, anyway. You hear that, Pat? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He agrees. He agrees. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, next week, there's some there's some vagueness about what's going to happen um, on the show um, because. Pat has some ideas about what he wants to happen on the show, and we haven't quite agreed yet. <laughs> so now I'll tell you that on on Paul's already talked about this on December seventeenth. We're doing a, a toast across America event at Twins, and uh, that's a Fuente thing. So next week we're going to be smoking something. Fuente. What that Fuente exactly exactly is going to be, I'm still not exactly sure. I don't think you're sure. Not yet. No. Even even if even if what you want to happen happens, we still don't know what that Fuente thing is. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. it may be an all cigar show. Or we may still do a pipe tobacco. Um It's all up to Pat. It's all up to Pat. <laughs> Scott or Orlando pet. wants to the help pressure. Out, so, um, <laughs> but regardless, next week is going to be Smoke some special kind of Fuente cigar. If we do a pipe tobacco, it is going to be, uh, let me go and. Peterson Standard Mixture. Peterson Standard Mixture, that's right. And, um, but depending on what, the direction we go, we may or may not be doing that, in which case we'll do Peterson St Standard Mixture at some future time. But either way, you're going to want to be with us next week because it's going to be a whole lot of fun. It's mm -hmm. fun every week. Why yeah, wouldn't right? you watch us every week? Yep. Right, Dave? Right. Right? Right. Right? Right. 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 All right. Very good. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being with us tonight. And we'll see you next week, 8 o'clock, right here, Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for being with us. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at notjustblowingsmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody, and that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking on a fancy cigar.